As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide, The Athletic Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast, Aaron Portstein with you on a, what even is today, Thursday? Thursday afternoon, Blue Jackets is finishing up a about a 45-minute uh, skate in the ice house. Topic of the day, where the hell is Elvis Merzlikens? Um, the Blue Jackets' supposed number one goaltender has not played since December 29th. He's been a healthy scratch in more than a couple games since then. They've turned it over to Danil Tarasov with Spencer Martin taking uh, a couple of starts in there as well. What is going on? Finally got to ask Pascal Vincent that question today. He said, we're taking this time, given where this team is, what it says in the standings, uh, to look at Tarasov. Now, I'm uh, paid to be uh, not a skeptic, not a cynic, but a skeptic at times. And I think this is one of those cases, something is up. Are they trying to trade Elvis Merzlikens? Are they wanting to trade Elvis Merzlikens? Why? Elvis was playing pretty well. I think he could certainly be better, but he, he's, he is a dramatically better goalie than he was last season, to his credit. This is not a performance demotion. Uh, I've poked around on this. This is not a punitive demotion. In other words, it's not something that's happened, either the Tom Wilson incident, he played two games after that, and it doesn't appear that there's anything behind the scenes that has led to this. But here's the other thing that makes this strange and, and doesn't really give an air of validity to... Pascal Vincent's explanation of them just turning this over to see what Tarasov has. That's exactly what so many people have wanted them to do with this season about starting about two months ago with the young players. In other words, um, let's see Fantilli at the number one center. It took Boone Jenner's injury for that. Let's see more ice time for David Giracek. That's still 
hit or miss. They have not turned this over to the young players this year. Uh, they've sought short-term wins uh, more than they have uh, experience. Now, there's an argument to be made there. Of course, I'm I'm not going to suggest I know more about NHL players than Pascal Vincent does, nor should anybody most likely listening to this podcast. Nothing against us. He knows how to develop players. Um, but there are there have been some nights where you it looks like Fantilli's going and he ends up playing 13 minutes and you don't see him in overtime where he's not on the power play. Um, I don't like him stepping out of the circle when the draw's on the right side of the ice. I want him to get experience taking all of those draws. Lose them now. Learn now. Um, <coughs> his explanation, excuse me, that Tarasov, so I pressed him a little bit on that today. We'll get to your questions and your comments, I swear, in a bit. Um, I feel this is of interest to you, though. Um, why why approach the goaltending differently? You've, you've resisted exposing young players' situations early in the season. And his explanation was Tarasov's not a young guy. And that's fair. He's 25. 25. Um, but still... You're playing, by your explanation, you're playing a player down on the depth chart ahead of the starter because of the standings, because of what this season now means. So, I don't know. Curious to get your thoughts on that. We can talk about anything else. Do you want to talk about the game in Winnipeg? I, I feel like that was a big old L not like some other L's that this team has suffered in recent years not a complete lack of showing up just a complete a domination by a team that's really playing well right now and is kind of a model uh, for maybe what the Blue Jackets are trying to build here interesting that Pascal Vincent helped develop many of those players um so, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about the World Juniors, Gavin Brindley's performance. I've poked around on, on Jordan Dumais, who was in Columbus last weekend, to have his hips checked out. Uh, Yarmo Kekalainen is not willing to say anything about that as of yet, but I get the sense that something's coming. I'm not sure what that is. I don't care to speculate. Um, but Dumais was hobbled by the hips. And if you're his perspective, and this is something that needs to be fixed, and it's going to require some time out of the lineup. Um, I think maybe all parties except the Halifax Mooseheads would agree that now is probably the best time to do that. Um, so, yeah, let's get to your questions, your comments. Um, we can we can uh, converse in multiple ways. We can uh, welcome you to the stage where you can ask your own question. And we can uh, have a conversation there. Or... Uh, we can handle this uh, via you posting comments uh, in the text field. Uh, first question from Daniel S. On the lack of trade fronts with the wings and the defense, do you get the sense that there's not a deal to be made beyond future considerations? Or is Kekalainen holding out for a high-level compensation? In other words, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, Daniel, it's a good question. I mean, I think for so long... 
what teams wanted to do was quashed by what the salary cap would allow them to do. And now, as we're moving beyond that midpoint of the season, well, Columbus is, the rest of the league isn't. Um, those salary cap hits are now roughly half. So that is becoming easier. It's only going to get easier as you get closer to March. Right? And for So for a lot of these teams, I think, you know, there's not a ton of urgency even now. There should be from the Columbus perspective, but I don't think I don't think you want to trade. Uh, you don't want to be the trading party that is urgent to trade. Um, and a lot of these teams are, are. Why not wait and see what you really need closer to the trade deadline? Um, I think that's the play for a lot of these teams right now. And so, yeah, I'm not sure what the trade market is, and frankly. The guys that Columbus would be willing to trade, Peek, Boakfist, who, Emstrom, um, I'm not sure there's a huge market for those guys. I think what's really interesting to see, I think there's two really overarching interesting questions the rest of the way. And the first one, maybe the biggest one is, what does Jarmo Kekalainen have the authority to do? Is, is anything changed? Are there indications that maybe this is not going to be his team going forward. Um, no indication of that. But I don't think it would surprise anybody if there was a GM change in Columbus uh, this spring or uh, before next season. Again, no one said a peep about that. No one is going to say a peep about that. There's not going to be hints. There's not going to be revelations of consideration we're considering no one's going there no one's going there um but what do people around the league what kind of indication do they get when they talk to the blue jackets is this business as usual or have things changed the second thing is what do the blue jackets do with their highly priced players uh some of their prominent veterans is line a available now johnny Gaudreau has a full no move uh, this season and beyond. So this, that's not, I don't think, a consideration. And I'm not sure that should be a consideration. I think Liney's probably in a little different situation now where do you have enough info to say it's it's just not working here? He's, he's again, out of the lineup injured. Uh, you're not trading from a high spot for sure on him. Um, but is it time to clear some space for the young uh, players uh, in this lineup? I think of it this way. Right now, they are without Corrali, Jenner, and Line. Which of those guys is the hardest to fit back in the lineup? And can you live without that guy? To me, it's Line. I'm not saying they should. I'm not. I know it's from time to time. But Who's the hardest guy to fit back in? Who are you sitting to get a line in back in? You going to bump Marchenko down? Wouldn't think so. You going to bump bunch? Uh, listen to me. Bump Gaudreau down? I wouldn't think so. Um, what do you do with Jenner? I think you could stick him in on the on the wing with Fantilli and Gaudreau and have a really interesting line and a pretty good support for Fantilli come faceoff wise. Um, do you move Chinikov out to get Lion A in? 
I wouldn't think so. Johnson? I don't know. So have they reached a point where it's time to consider that? I think those are the two big questions the rest of the way. And again, if you're going to move line A, you're, that's a substantial trade. If you're the owner of this team, if you're John Davidson, the president of this team, are, are you still on board with Yarmo Kekalainen making that call? I think that's a fair question. Again, by asking it, I'm not answering it. I'm just simply asking it. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, Blue Jackets play Seattle on Saturday. And then a weird uh, Monday game at 1 p.m. Now, I think I'd have to go back and look through the weird COVID season and see if there were other examples of this. Things were so knocked out of whack then, I think there may have been. But I don't remember them ever playing a weekday game. And this, of course, is MLK Day. Um, So certainly a day worth celebrating. And I know teams around the league have had Columbus Day games. Odd that Columbus has never had that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, one o'clock game on Monday and even stranger, it's against Vancouver, which for those guys is going to feel like a 10 a.m. game. Uh, but first up is Saturday, uh, getting back to the Elvis versus thing, a few more things to share on that. If you want to ask a question, fire it into the, into the text field or step to the stage. Um, Pascal Vincent would not say who he has starting Saturday. Um, so he had three goalies on the ice again today versus Leakins, Tarasov, and uh, Spencer Martin. Uh, but he would not say he's starting Saturday. Actually, he said he hasn't decided yet, so I'll take him at his word. Um, one other thing I want to get to, and this gets back to the development of players we touched on earlier. It's it, it's been pointed out by me and others how little some on some nights some of the the young players have played, the guys who you would expect uh, to be really sort of immersed in a larger role right now, given what the season is. I think that, I think that's been fair. At least I can, I think I can defend what I've said, written about it. Um, I also think we have to look at it this way. Is Chinikov a better player than he was last season or at the start of this season? If the answer is Yes. Is Sillinger a better player than he was last season or at the start of this season? I think the clear answer there is yes. I think Johnson is as good 
now as he was at points last season, uh, but is better than he was early in the season, certainly. Is Juracek better than he was early in the season? Not sure about that. Uh, I think I think he's I think he's marginally better than he was early in the season. Maybe a, a, a person who's an expert on defense would see otherwise. Is Marchenko a better player than he was last season and early this season? Um, I think all of this season he has looked like a noticeably different player this year than he did last year. Uh, I think he plays in traffic more. I think he hangs on to the puck longer. I think he's a more complete forward. So, yeah, the point of this is, Voronkov, has he come a long way in a short time? He has. The, the point of this is, in the short term, I think maybe Pascal Benson has taken some criticism that if you look at things in the long term, you might see differently, and you might tip your cap to him and the other coaches, and, of course, the players who are are the ones making the advancements uh, for becoming better players. And I was thinking about this today, speaking with uh, Dave Metzl at the practice at the, at the Ice House. If the Blue Jackets come out of this season with Sillinger, Fantilli, and Voronkov as their one, two, three centers, you know what? It's been a pretty good year. It's been a really good year. Forget the record for a second. It's been a really good year in terms of development and just learning what you have. I wrote the other blue jackets are a bit like a platypus right now. They're they're the sort of strange animal that you're not really sure what to make of it. Um, it does. It feels like it feels like the blue jackets are in the middle of some sort of evolutionary uh, adaptation that we can't really see where it's going yet um and i don't that's that's a very uneasy place to be but i I think if you look at this team from october to now a lot of things have become clearer and some lines are making sense Voronkov can play center yes marchenko is a proven goal scorer in the nhl a top six guy this is what igor chinikov is uh I think there's still a lot of room for him to develop. Uh, there's certainly consistency there. There are some nights he's dramatically better than he is other nights. That needs to level off. Um, but I think we know a lot more about Genikov now than we did. It looks like Sillinger's game has been salvaged or, or at least uh, rekindled. That's a much better word. Uh, he looked lost at times last season. Doesn't look lost now. He looks like a player now. Um, so those are the things I would say. It looks like we're having some trouble here with the app getting uh, the ability to interface with some of the aspects of this app. And so I, I may, uh, I'm going to wrap it up here in a couple of minutes. And if it's something we feel like we can fix immediately. Um, Maybe we'll circle back. We've had to do this a few times before. Um, so I'm trying, trying to think if there's anything else we need to, to cover if this is a wrap. Um, some news out of Cleveland yesterday. Not just Coach Trent Vogelhuber going to the AHL All-Star game. 
uh, with three of the Blue Jackets uh, prospects up there, including Jake Christensen, the defenseman, Trey Fix Wilansky, the winger, and Jet Greaves, the goaltender. Um, so it's going to be a very well represented organization at the AHL All Star game. That is not the NHL All Star game, I'll grant you. Right now, only Boone is on that team. Uh, but still, if you're talking and you're looking forward to the wave of talent that's coming, I think the, the one guy out of there that you're probably most excited for is Jet Reeves. Um, he has not been considered an NHL caliber prospect for the last couple of years by many. I think he's starting to change that um, with the way that he has, he has handled the number one job in Cleveland. Every job the organization gives this kid he grabs and tackles and excels with. He's doing that again as the number one in Cleveland. Um, I think it's been very interesting the way the Blue Jackets have kept three goalies. Um, that's been sold as we want to see if Tarasov is healthy. I wonder now if they don't want to see if Elvis is expendable. Uh, the one thing they don't want to do is rush Jet Greaves to the NHL. And I don't think they worry about him playing a game here, a game there. I don't think they worry about him coming up late in the season for games when it reaches that point. But they want his development to be smart, slow, and steady. And I think that's probably a good idea. Um, one more thing about Elvis, and then I'll, I'll let you re- let you go. Um, for me, like this idea that they're going to trade Elvis, I wonder. I wonder about. And I think his play this year has helped. Of course, it has. But I still think I'm still not sure if I'm a team with a really good. If I'm a GM with a really good team. If his play this year is enough to convince me that last year's performance and the year before even are far enough behind in the rearview mirror. So there'd be some uncertainty there, for sure. I think the bigger questions are, is Elvis the type... I think the Tom Wilson stuff scares people. Is he the type you can turn your team over to? And that's what people want when they're paying a goalie five and a half million bucks and calling him their number one. They have to be a foundational piece. Is Elvis... Stable enough? Is he trustworthy enough? Is he a leader enough to be that for, for a really good hockey team? I think there are GMs, fairly or not, who have that question. I think the term of the contract scares the shit out of people, to be honest with you, too. So, on one level, you say, well, they, they can trade Elvis if they're willing to take something back. I'm not sure that that's even the case when you're talking about a guy who needs to be a number one goaltender. I'm not sure that's enough. Like I, I, I'm not sure there's a market for him, even if they people can balance out the money, because I think there's enough uncertainty surrounding him and his reputation. Not that he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. But I, he's not everyone's flavor either. And I think he could be... His personality can be challenging in certain rooms. I think Elvis would probably admit that. Um, Elvis declined to comment today. He is 
Uh, most likely to speak tomorrow. We shall see. Um, but that's uh, that's the news of the day from the ring. Um, thanks so much for your time. Uh, thanks for your patience. I assume your patience. Uh, okay, talk to y'all later. Take care.